Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my Gotham City Football Club enthusiast, Mozzie. <laughs> uh, well, it's been a tough uh, 26 years for Jets fans, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, how we doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I will have to uh, say I unfortunately have it as a tough 27th year uh, for them projected-wise. Yeah. But. It's okay. Maybe not a tough 28th, though. We'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> Give him one more year. Exactly. But we'll go ahead and dive right in. We've got the Bills leading this division pretty convincingly, uh, pretty much both at 13-4. to four. Uh, I had a couple of different takes where I gave them one extra win, but either way, I have them good. Yeah, I was like, I could have given them 17-0. <laughs> they, they could go 17-0, let's be honest, um, from what we saw out of them last year. But... We do know that every now and then, the Bills like to have a few games where they forget what the fuck they're doing. One was last year <laughs> against Jacksonville. Yep. <laughs> fucking lost to Urban Meyer's Jags. And then they go on to uh, like go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs in one of the best playoff games of all time that they probably should have won. But, you know, 13 seconds, just too much time. Uh... <clears throat> not there's not a whole lot for me to say on the Bills. We love their coach. Uh, we like their defense a lot. Tre'Davious mm-hmm. White's coming back. They have a lot of O line consistency. Um, Josh Allen is obviously a freak. Their weapons are awesome, and they just got James Cook in the draft to yep. help with that. I don't. I don't even know. I was gonna say sterile, <laughs> like running game, but I guess maybe like. <laughs> neutralized is less weird <laughs> yeah no i get what you mean it was a i don't want to say non-factor but it was not a game-changing aspect of the team at all um i, I don't know what has going to happen with zach moss he might just not be a thing ever again or he yeah. may be fine i don't know uh Devin singletary exactly. is solid um mm-hmm. but james cook adds an element to the run game that they don't have yet which is explosiveness um oh yeah he's pretty fast He's basically so like he and Dalvin run very similarly. I'm, I'm obviously doing because they're brothers. They look exactly the same basically, but it's like if you took the slider and like if, if you turned it, you took it right, you kind of get like the bigger, sturdier Dalvin. You take it left, you get like the slimmer, faster James Cook. Um, that's pretty much what it is. They are both good pass catchers. James Cook just has a little more speed and slipperiness to him, whereas um, Dalvin has more of that power probably. Did you ever watch the original Terminator movies? Uh, no. Or if I have, oh. it's been forever, so I remember not. I was going to say, like, Dalvin Cook is, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, and James Cook is, like, the the Terminator 2 melty, like, <laughs> live and really... Uh, no, I've, I've at least seen lethal. those images slash clips enough to know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Super fast, lethal yeah. Terminator. Both Terminators, but yeah. both in their own right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I love him. He was one of my favorite running backs from the class. Like, and and the, and the aspect of the Swift thing, where I don't know if he's the best overall, but he's probably my favorite. Uh, and they also had a clear Shakir, who Khalil Shakir, who some people loved. I had no real strong take on him. Um, they also added Kair Elam and uh, Bernard in the draft. Um, on defense, they said acquired Von Miller, Daquan the, the Jones, and they that was kind of important because they did lose uh, Mario Addison. They lost Hughes. They lost Phillips. So they had to make some replacements. And then offensively, no Beasles or Sanders, but we're going to see Gabe Davis step up more. They brought in Crowder, and then I think that we're going to see a lot more Isaiah McKenzie. So oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then they also have OJ Howard. So I don't know how this. I don't know what's going to happen at tight end. Um, how much he'll take from Dawson Knox if OJ Howard's a backup? If they're going to a two tight end or what? But this this team is loaded. So it's loaded. It's got pretty good depth. Honestly, I think the biggest change of note is probably the loss of Brian Dable. Yep. Otherwise, they're stable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you lose someone like that, it can you know, make a big difference, but it usually doesn't manifest in the first year away from the team in mm-hmm. a huge way. Um, so I, I obviously, they still have all of their best offensive pieces for the most part. Um, yeah. I think Jamison Crowder is a really great depth wide receiver. So yeah, they're going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a ton to say. I said the big thing is just is is Gabe Davis going to live up to his hype, and then who kind of fills in as wide receiver three because like we know this offense can support three pass catchers, you know, throughout the year and on any given day. So, yeah, I forgot they did lose Trubisky, so maybe I have to dock him a win for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did put Mitchy Mitchy Biskies in there. Yep, uh, and in the loss column, but yeah, yeah, no, they're uh, they're going to be good. They're good. They're fun to root for. They've got a great fan base, and they should be playing in uh, in January and February. Well, I don't know when the season technically starts for playoffs, but definitely January. Yeah, definitely January. TBD on February. Usually, <laughs> sometimes February is just a Super Bowl, but it, yeah. it could be February. The, I was like, wait, there might the championship game might be in January. As well. <laughs> January. Yes. A- AFC is a bloodbath, as as I'm sure you all are aware. Yeah, it's brutal, and that's part of what makes this things hard for the rest of this division as we move on to the Patriots uh you've got them seven and ten I gave them a big range uh somewhere between six and eleven and nine and eight which I know big fucking range but I think at this point I'm closer to the former both the six and eleven uh the the more the closer we get to the season the more I'm like I think the the lower total is kind of correct the stretch the schedule's really hard like yes regardless the schedule's fucking tough um and I'm starting to lose a little faith in, in the brain trust there uh, with whatever yeah. the fuck they're doing without no seed where they're having Patricia and Judge call plays. I don't know. That's actually very concerning. Uh, especially That, as you that got, is concerning to me. Like, what the yeah. actual fuck are you doing there? Yeah, like, You're they got to figure something out. Do, doing that, and I don't really have faith in either of them. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it's like the Dolphins would give them a chance because we're like, okay, we could see how this might work. It didn't really work that well. With this one, it's like I this will not work. Yeah. So, I I don't get it at all. Um, there are some rumors floating that this might be Belichick's last year. Um, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. But they look really dysfunctional right now, just in terms of everything. They're implementing a whole new offense, uh, which they're actually. I can't believe this. Belichick. It, 
from what I've read, wants to start doing more of McVay's style of offense, um, which is a level of ego that I didn't know he could <laughs> beneath, like to say like, oh, this guy's offense is better than what I've been doing. Um, I don't know how much sense it makes with their roster. I don't love their wide receivers. I don't know why anybody's drafting Devonte Parker. I'm sorry. Um, I'm with you there. That like, guys, let's be real here. And there are tight ends that they drafted. They drafted two and both haven't done anything. Their O-line is still good. So like that's mm-hmm. that's a bright point. Mac Jones is in his second year and he has amazing processing speed. That's good. But for everything else. They're, they're putting together a brand new offense with a lot of new pieces and two new coaches. They're going to start off slow. They tend to do that anyway. I think they're going to take about six weeks to actually have an offensive identity. Um, I don't like their wide receiver group. I don't like their weapons. I know that their coach is very good in game. He's like probably the best, you know, Sunday coach. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about Mike Tomlin being the best, you know, Monday through Friday <laughs> coach and <laughs> like Belichick is probably the best game day coach in the league. So he's they're obviously still going to win games. Their defense, though, is worse. Um, their secondary is a little bit beat up. I like Jalen Mills and Terrence Mitchell are their cornerbacks. They lost J.C. Jackson. And I think J.C. Jackson was a bit overrated, um, which is something I'll be sticking on. <laughs> on that hill not that he's bad but i thought he was a bit overrated but they i i have a lot of questions about this team and this isn't me like as an anti-patriots person this is just i uh i'm having a tough time getting them over 500 yeah I, i'm with you there like like i said i the more i look at it the more i'm realizing there are a lot of issues here <laughs> they there's one of the things I keep seeing floating around that is kind of hilarious is how much they're spending on their receivers and what their receiving group is. It's kind of rough. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're spending uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking like, through... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, isn't it like a hundred-something million? I, I'm not sure on the total, but they're near, they're near the top and have one of the worst groups. Right. It's impressive somehow. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I have no clue how Tyquan Thornton will be, but they did take him right before George Pickens. If I recall correctly, uh, oh lord, they did get Jabril Peppers, um, and they got Mac Wilson. They drafted some more corners, so they're, they're trying to fill that box. Um, they've got uh, there's something. Oh yeah, our our, uh, our Jack Jones and Marcus Jones related. I was gonna laugh because I'm like, is it their their second coming? They're the McCordy brothers. <laughs> I did not look into it all, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll with that for now. But yeah, the, the big my big concern is like how the fuck the play calling is gonna go if it's if it's Fatty P and Joe Judge or what because <laughs> that's that sounds like a horrible recipe. When when you texted me the other day uh, talking about like the kind of like Shanny offense, if like I think that makes more sense than the McVeigh variation of the Shanny offense. But like those right. run schemes make sense and like that kind of focus on multiple tight ends because they've got they've got two good tight ends. They have two good running backs. They have a good O-line. They have a QB who's, you know, smart and can make the good reads. He's not like a runner or a gunner, but, like, it all makes sense for them to run that style. Yep. And they have a tough schedule weeks one to four anyway. So I didn't actually – I have them losing the first four weeks anyway. And so that might actually, like, 
I don't know, say benefit them, but like if they're not going to win anyway, they might as well figure out their new offense, <laughs> I guess, if they're, if they're changing shit up. So, yeah, no, there's just nothing special about this team right now. And it's not like they have Lamar to make up for a bad receiving group. They like, right. Cause the Ravens like can get away with it. Like that's kind of how their team operates. They've got the good defense. I, I assume that defense will be better this year, but yeah, I'm not, I don't have much faith in this team to be a consistently winning team. Now, like I'm sure there'll be a game or two. They snag that they shouldn't, but it's going to be tough for them to break 500 to get to like that nine win. And I don't, I have a very hard time seeing them possibly getting to double digit wins. Like, yeah. Could I be wrong? And I'm annoyed about them getting, you know, wins they shouldn't. I, that could definitely happen, but their schedule is really fucking hard. So, yeah. I mean, they actually, in a weird way, do kind of resemble the Lions. They have a really good O line. Like, their O line is one of the best. They're probably going to rely on their running backs, but their wide receivers are worse. And I can't say their defense is a whole lot better. It is coached by, you know, Belichick, so it will be better on game day but roster wise i can't say it's much better mm-hmm. yeah i i'm curious how the lions would be if they had mac jones yeah that's an interesting uh <laughs> I, i've thought about that actually myself they would be Specifically on a pretty mac trajectory jones too. yeah or just like any quarterback who you feel okay <laughs> about like them developing more in the future but alas yeah like i don't the patriots by the way like the running backs are going to have some good days, and the, the tight ends lost some good days. It'll be tough to predict which one sometimes. Although I do think Hunter Henry kind of cemented himself ahead of Jody a bit, but like Ramondre, Damian Harris are kind of going to go back and forth. And then the receivers, like, I have no fucking clue who's going to do what is receivers. Like, this this is yeah, not going to be a fancy, right. fun offense. Like, this team's no. going to be gross. All their games are going to be low totals and everything. Like, that's how they want it. I think Hunter Henry has the most uh, consistent predictability of any of their team their running backs are going to rotate i think their running game will be a huge part of the offense but whether that is harris or stevenson you know getting the tutties i couldn't tell you they drafted pierre strong so he's a rookie he's probably going to do kick returns and then eventually he'll get in the lineup as well so like you know fuck all to that but hunter henry at least i'm like okay he's a guy and he will probably be there in the red zone to get your touchdowns. Yeah, he seemed like he kind of became one of Max' favorite targets as the year went on. I did see, I see like rumblings that they kind of want Ramondre to take over more of the pass catching running back role. So that could be interesting. But again, it's very hard to know with him sometimes. Right. But yeah, no, I think the Patriots might not be that good this year, which makes me happy. Um, <laughs> but moving on to the Jets. So talk talk to me about your Jets here. Uh, well, <laughs> they are the Jets, so you know, I think that's all I have to say. Uh, no, uh, they're better than last year. They added a lot of new pieces. Their offensive line is actually really good now. Um, they were ranked around like eleventh. Last year for O-line, which I thought was a mistake, but that was the PFF grade for whatever that's worth. Um, but they got Lakin Tomlinson from the Niners. They did lose Mekhi Becton, but he was moving over to right tackle anyway because of his injury history. And I'm actually not too concerned with him leaving. I am more concerned with uh, Zach Wilson getting hurt. 
you know, it's only supposed to be a few weeks, but we're talking about ligament damage. So who knows what that might end up actually being. The biggest thing for the Jets is that they implemented a total shanty scheme. And shanty schemes are notoriously difficult. And they also rely on very key pieces. And those key pieces are a good offensive line for zone run blocking and a dominant tight end. And they did not have a tight end last year that was worth any salt. So they got three this year. (laughs) They got CJ Uzama from the Bengals. They got Tyler Conklin from the Vikings. And they drafted Ruckert. Um, So they're like, they are fully aware of how important the tight end position is to their offensive success. And they have addressed that. And I think that is going to make a really big difference for them. Their line is better. I like their receivers. They're all really kind of in the same archetype of being really speedy, twitchy, and fast uh, and can get the ball downfield or, you know, take a slant up the middle as well. Um, and then there's Corey Davis. Right. And then there's Corey Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have many thoughts on Garrett Wilson, their uh, draft pick. I really am on a wait and see with him, but I love Elijah Moore. Uh, I really like Brees Hall that they added, as well as Michael Carter. I think that's a really good duo. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I expect some more offensive success. Zach Wilson, I am going to give him a lot of benefit of the doubt for his year one because he did, like from what I've heard at the very least, is that he had a lot of trouble just kind of understanding what was being asked of him in this scheme. And he seems a lot more comfortable in that now. Uh, So I... I have to give that to to him to improve on that. Um, and then defensively, their front is disgusting. Um, Carl Lawson and Quinnen Williams, uh, you know, Sheldon Rankins, Jonathan Franklin Myers. Like, they've got a really, really good front to their defense. Their secondary is much improved. They got Sauce Gardner. Obviously, he's a rookie but their safety position is significantly better uh, with Jordan Whitehead and LaMarcus Joyner. Their safeties are actually very good now. Um, and Brandon Eccles was one of their recent draft picks at corner who did pretty well. Uh, so he's out there as well. Their weakness is obviously their linebackers, especially their outside linebackers. They don't have any coverage linebackers, and that'll be a big problem for them you know, throughout the season. But that is their biggest weakness. Ultimately, with the Jets, I have to uh, kind of take it schedule-wise. Their schedule is brutal to start. Yeah, they've got a tough schedule, man. It's so hard. It is really, really fucked. For those that don't know, they play the entire AFC North to start the year. (laughs) Starting with the Ravens Week 1, which is about the worst game you can draw up as a team. Because the Ravens Week 1 are... Are disgusting. Yeah, that's good. a team you don't want to have bad linebackers against. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's an unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Plot twist: If you haven't already put money on that, that's like a twenty-point win for the Ravens. You can go ahead and lock that in. <laughs> then they get the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers. So that's a really tough start to the year. However, once Zach Wilson comes back and they reach mid the midpoint of the year, their schedule gets a lot easier. The end of the year, they get Chicago, they get Detroit, which is, as we were talking about, that's kind of uh, one of those coin flip games for me. They get Jacksonville, they get Seattle, Miami, I think you can split 
uh, as a division rival. So they really need to try to squeak out some wins at the beginning of the year if they're, you know, intending to be in that in-the-hunt playoff graphic that we get Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, towards the end of the year there. Which, you know, that's all I really want. I want to be in that graphic as, yeah, we could make the playoffs. A lot of things have to go right, but we could. Um, So, yeah, I've got them at about 8 and 9. I think they take a step up. I still think they're about a year or so away from putting it all together. But I've heard a lot of hype about Wilson, and I'm holding myself back on it. Um, (laughs) But there has been a lot of really positive things about Zach Wilson. He got extra thick and trunky. Uh, He did get his grown man body, finally. He he did get his grown man body. (laughs) He apparently just rifles the ball from yeah, what i've heard apparently he's doing some grown man things too huh? uh yeah that's another man. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i've i've got them about eight and nine uh i can't really in good conscience put them at above 500 because i just they're my team and i don't want to come off <laughs> um so I'm, I'm being as realistic as possible. This is Buffalo's division, but they are improving, and I expect to see them take a one one good step forward that is still a few steps away from being great. Yeah. So this is one where like I had a huge range for this team. Like I think this could swing like four games, like potentially like anywhere between being very rough at three and fourteen up to seven and ten. I have a hard time giving them more than seven. Um. But, like, there's a lot of aspects to it. Like, if they go, you know, beat the Brissette Browns, like, that's one I could give them. Like, I, so I didn't initially give them splits with Miami and New England, um, just because their Miami home game's kind of early and Wilson will be kind of just coming back. Um, But they could do that one um, if they split with New England. I'm not going to give them a split with Buffalo, sorry. Um, And then if I give them the game in Seattle... (laughs) Um, those are four games that I think are definitely like, if not coin flips, close to that I could easily give them and put them at seven. Um, however, that's going to be the cap for them. And yep. if if they end up, you know, losing those in closer to the three, I think this team can be better than their record shows, just because the schedule is so hard, man. Um, <laughs> it's a brutal schedule. Um, a lot of it's going to depend on Zach Wilson. Like that is what this team yep. hinges on, and so. For me, I wasn't as big on him coming out. I don't know if I saw enough last year to make me... I'm not saying he was like terrible, but like I didn't see anything to go like, oh, he's going to turn this around like right away. So like this this, this is the year I'm going to be watching him closely to see, like, okay, can he do this thing? And so having his man body, having more time in the offense, I think will help. I, I really, really wish he didn't get hurt because like missing, missing the preseason at the start of the year is going to make it a lot tougher for him to kind of get on board so like by the time he's like ready we'll be like not ready but like by the time he's like really in sync will might be that week five game where they host Miami um yep so it's it's tough because like a lot of the pieces are there I'm just not sure if it's gonna like gel yet and I think I think their schedule getting easier in the second half of the year kind of helps with that too because like okay by the time they because they're they're young there's a lot of new guys same coaching staff but like a lot of a lot of changes like if you look at our like chart like the jets are pretty full on you know in that green box of adding guys which is good but like you got to get everyone used to it so yep. i don't think this is a 
bad team, but I think they might have a rough record. If that's that's the best way I can put it, like they're just they're yeah. not quite good enough yet to win a lot of these tough games. Yeah, and I think that's a I think that's a pretty accurate take. Um, you know, they've got their quarterback missing for the start of the year and in training camp, which sucks. They went especially when you have a lot of new pieces that need to gel together. Uh, thankfully, the the schedule benefits them. The schedule is like we're going to put all the hardest shit at the beginning when you're going to be at your worst. So it's going to be really hard for them to come out with any wins in the first six or so weeks. But I do think they have a lot of potential to earn a lot of those back in the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I might even have to change mine because I originally I, I goofed. I had them. Uh, beating Cleveland, and now I'm remembering that Zach Wilson will most likely not be there, so now I might have to reevaluate that. Yeah. However, that you know that will not be a Deshaun Watson game. I think any way you slice it, but right. I I think even Jacoby Brissett, Browns, and Cleveland are kind of built to beat the Jets as they presently stand. I would say so. Just because I'll take Jacoby Brissett and the Browns roster over Joe Flacco and the Jets roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. So it could change if Wilson's back, but I'm so so low unsure there. But I I do want to say I think Brees Hall is a really interesting point for this offense because one big part of the Shanty style offense is having a fast running back, <laughs> and so. Michael Carter's fast too. I, th- I think Brees Hall adds an extra level of like game breaker basically to it. So like him and Garrett Wilson, like both add some game breaker to it. And I, I think that's going to be a really important part of it because while like the offense is based on like the consistent looks, it wins off of like you fuck up one thing on a disguise off of these looks and we break this touchdown for 60 yards. So they have a lot more potential to do that now with some of these rookies they've added. Agreed. And like Uzi too. Like so I think I think the personnel additions do definitely fit what they want to do. So they're on the Jets are on the right track. Is right. which is, you know, I think that's a win, right? That already is a win for me. <laughs> I don't even care about the rest of the season. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, they're not already dead. <laughs> that's important. So but alas. Uh lastly we've got the Dolphins. So I'll lead off here because I I guess this might be like my team because I'm I'm a two a truther so I guess I kind of have to start with mine. So I've got them nine and eight. You got them seven and ten. Um, I each pass I did I had them nine and eight, so I'm sticking with that. Right now I think the only excuse that they're gonna have excuse me have to not be good right away is a lack of chemistry. But right. uh, I had them starting one and three anyway because they start out with a brutal schedule uh, yeah. <laughs> surprise. So they have. New England, which I'm, I'm actually, I have them winning week one, New England, uh, but then I have them losing to Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Like, duh. Uh, so <laughs> I, I have them starting one and three, regardless of what kind of chemistry they have or do not have to start the year. So I think by the time like they have a month to gel, they'll be in the more winnable portion of the schedule anyway. Um, the other aspect is if this team loses any linemen, it could be a really bad time. They are... Yeah. They have a lot of holes. They have a couple solid guys, but uh, so they added Toronto Armstead, which was huge. huge. Um, Connor Williams, um, you know, they had a ton of offensive weapons in general. You know, we talked about Edmonds and Mostert. Um, they've got Cedric Wilson. They've got Tyreek. Um, a lot of they've got a lot of guys like on offense oh, yeah. now. They have a ton of playmakers. 
Mike McDaniel, obviously the new coach. They've got Frank Smith, Frank Smith, that was hard to say for some reason, as their OC. Um, still have Josh Boyer as your DC. So there's a lot of change here, but I I like Mike McDaniel a lot. I feel confident in his ability to get this team going as far as like putting it all together. Um, when I was looking through the schedule, I was super duper undecided on Week 7 versus Pittsburgh. I still don't know. Yeah, that's uh, a tough one. Yeah, I think that game will be super telling for both teams. Uh, they uh, so they match up well against New England, I think, in the division with all their speed. And I think that could actually be what keeps them in a lot of games, or it could help them win games they don't have as much business winning. Because when you have Tyreek and Mostert and Waddle and Kaseki and Sigurdsson, <laughs> like you have all these guys who can house it like at any point, it's it's scary, especially in the shanty style offense that McDaniel's bringing so i yeah today's been the shanty style offense integration huh yeah My really word. like pretty much every fucking team here huh um yeah. all three of the afc east sans the bills are adopting this yeah uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> which at least with you know the dolphins and the jets the coaching's there but the patriots is kind of an interesting situation yeah so yeah like and this is a make or break year for tua like even if he gets hurt, and that's a reason, that's still an issue because then he'll have been hurt like every year, and then yep. that's gonna kind of mar his outlook too. And at a certain point, like the injuries do pile up. So I, like, I want him to stay healthy this year. I I believe in him, and so I hope that comes to fruition this year. If if they suck and he's healthy and he's an issue, I'm gonna be like, okay, I was wrong. Dolphins have to start over. I don't see that happening, but. I think the Dolphins are going to be really, it, they're, they're going to be, especially like the first half of the year, they're going to be kind of inconsistent, especially those first four weeks. I don't know what to expect to start out, but I expect, you know, Tua and Waddle and Gusecki to remain, you know, a nice trio, keep that chemistry. I am unsure how the running back stuff's going to shake out because I think most are kind of like unsure on week one. I think he'll be ready for week one in time, but TBD... Um, and, you know, McDaniel knows him and likes him, obviously. I think Edmonds, you know, we know we know, we know what to expect from Edmonds in general, fantasy-wise and on the field. Be the big thing is just, like, what do we get from Tyreek in this offense? Like, that's everyone's big, huge question mark. Like, we're not going to get the Mahomes to Tyreek magic. Like, I don't think anyone's expecting that. But what level of downfield? Is it going to be a lot of short stuff? Like, what is his role going to be is kind of the big fantasy question mark. But I, I don't know if that necessarily matters for their overall outlook. So I still feel good about them being a winning team. Now, I don't know if they, I think the playoff part is the fridge part because of how tough this conference is, but I expect them to be a winning team above 500. Uh, I have so much variance for this team. Cause I think this team can go a lot of different ways. I think we could do a full, like, two-hour <laughs> breakdown on the Dolphins. Breakdown on the Dolphins and all the changes they've implemented. Um, but I'll try to do it as concisely as possible here. Getting Teron Armstead and Connor Williams was huge because not only are they good at, at, you know, at their respective positions, <laughs> but they are also scheme fits for mm-hmm. what they're trying to do, especially Teron Armstead, especially Teron Armstead. There was a reason they blew all of their money on him and it's because he can literally step in week one and do the scheme 
that they want to do because it's what he's been doing with the Saints for years. So that is huge. I think one of the biggest offseason additions that no one will talk about is getting Alec Ingold at fullback. That is fucking huge Mm. for them. Because you know what? If you have to run Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert into 300-pound linemen every game, you're going to have a problem. But if you can put them behind Alec Ingold, you're going to get a lot more offensive production. Yeah. Obviously, they added Tyree Kill, and that is huge. Um, but I think what that'll ultimately do is open up a lot of things for Waddle because people are going to cover the shit out of Hill, and Waddle's going to be right there over the middle, squeaky as all hell, waddling his way to the end zone. So, <laughs> Did like, you see the clip of him like making <laughs> essentially penguin noises to Tua to get him the ball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was fucking great. Fucking amazing. Um, they're teaching Gasicki how to block, so this is yeah. Good. That's an uh, interesting part. <laughs> <laughs> I think their offense is going to have an identity and some life to it. It is, it does not have depth, and that's an issue. We we all know that this for every team, it doesn't really have a whole lot of depth. But I like what they're implementing for a number of reasons. A, it plays into their strengths and what their receivers can do, being that they're all super fucking fast, speedy guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is it does I think it takes pressure off of Tua Tua doesn't have to win games with his arm he just has to efficiently you know do the offense and I think that he's more than capable of doing that do the offense right do the offense just you know five yard pass here six yard pass here I think that there's a lot of pressure off of him because the run game will be established for the first time in years and that really really helps defensively uh mcdaniel inherited a really good defensive roster mm-hmm. like brian flores's uh dolphins were a playoff team a lot of that because of their defense um and they haven't had a whole lot of change to it javon holland was a really good safety they still got howard and byron jones i know jones is nursing something right now but i think they expect him to be back for week one uh, their linebackers seem solid, at least from what I can tell. I think they drafted Jalen Phillips last year. Um, and they drafted two more linebackers this year. So. Yep. And uh, I really like Christian Wilkins. He's really funny. If any of you have not watched... <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> please, for the love of God, go find Christian, Walk- Christian Wilkins' highlights on YouTube and his mic'd ups they are fucking hysterical you will love him as well i promise you he is a gem um and they have a good special teams as well from what i can tell so is it it really like i can get i can pick them to get 11 wins i can pick them to get five wins uh i it really just depends on how it all meshes together it is the first year you know with with all this new stuff so it's possible that it's I you know I kind of divvied it up and put them right in the middle there seven to eight wins, um, but I think that's kind of a floor for them. I really think that they're they're going to be a lot better than last year, and they're going to look a lot different, but they're going to have a really cool identity. Um, and I'm I'm pretty excited to see what he does, McDaniel. That is with this offense. Yeah, and you mentioned um, like the coaching staff being different too. I think a big part that might be. A benefit for Tua is having a coach who is a bit more outwardly supportive of him. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah, one of the that things like, we helps. talked about, like with <laughs> like the last time, like with Fitzpatrick in there, and then like 
there were there were just a lot of issues with how they kind of handled the quarterback situation like part of it was oh they're trying to develop him and keep him from like compounding mistakes but also at the same time like there just wasn't enough outward confidence and then you know mike mcdaniel comes in talking about like you know you know right away they start talking he you know big ups him a lot publicly and i think that's helpful like especially for a young quarterback who hasn't had you know the immediate success he probably hoped for and yeah and like you know another year removed from the hip injury i like to keep bringing that up just because like you know the further you are from a major surgery the better that that's always a tough thing with sports is acclimating to that and i think we saw him kind of get more comfortable last year and you know having that way in the rear view and i think it may be just a little bit of a change in scenery while you know while still in miami but around him to support him a bit more you know they've given him line they've given him weapons they've given him a coach who believes in him so i think that's worth mentioning as well definitely he's been very uh vocal about his support of tua yeah and wasn't and he he's on, also uh, um yeah well, he was on pat mcafee yep yeah i haven't watched it yet but i'll probably get a his really good interview and i think he even said like tua has strengths and weaknesses and our job is to highlight the strengths of his i was like fucking thank you <laughs> it's not an insult to say someone's not amazing at everything yeah. my god some people are way better at certain things than others mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> Wait, did, didn't he didn't he go on again yesterday he said um i don't know dude. who was who's that who's mcdc oh that's motor city dan campbell oh i thought that was uh like mick like mcdaniel or something like that maybe right. so, okay dan campbell got it got it got it <laughs> so but you know, yeah, like his his interview on um, Pat McAfee was reassuring too. Yeah. But. So yeah, this uh this uh, interesting division. Um, mm-hmm. Bills obviously at the lead. I mm-hmm. think the Dolphins and Jets are on the rise. The Patriots seem to be maybe in a bit of a doldrum. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah, they're in like a weird limbo right now. Yeah, their identity is really uh, a little bit lost right now. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the post like the coaching staff dealing with the post Brady era. Yep. It's not going as smoothly as they'd hoped. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> we'll but just alas, draft another yes. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Listen, I wish Mac were not a Patriot, but I, I do, you know, I think Mac's good. So yeah, he's got the processing speed to be very good. Yeah, so alas, that will wrap up the AFC East for us. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle and online at MozzieandTheMuscle.com. And we will be back soon with uh, a couple more divisions. TBD on which ones, but there will be more.